Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance and Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, it's Paul and Amy. And if you love listening to our show Unspooled and you want to hear more, well, guess what? We have a brand new exclusive Stitcher Premium series called Screen Test. It's a movie-themed game show where each contestant starts at the bottom of the Hollywood ladder, trying to work their way up to being a movie mogul with singing, acting, and improvisational challenges. (laughs) Every game is completely different and radically weird and strange, and we have so much fun making this. That's right. There's even themed episodes. We have Christmas episodes and horror episodes. You're going to love it. And if it sounds good to you, you can go to stitcher.com slash premium and sign up with the code unspooled to hear episodes of Screen Test. Plus, if you subscribe to Stitcher Premium, you can hear every episode of Unspooled ad-free. And your premium subscription helps support us directly, too. Thank you. That's right. It's stitcher.com slash premium promo code unspooled. That's stitcher.com slash premium promo code unspooled. Screen test. Hey, everybody. I am Paul Shear. And I'm Amy Nicholson. And we host the podcast Unspooled. And, you know, Amy, um, holidays are a very big time at the box office. And do you know what the highest grossing Christmas Day movie ever? ever was. The movie that came out on Christmas that grossed the most amount of money. Uh, was it the last Lord of the Rings movie? It was not. It was Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes. It made $25 million in one day, uh, which kind of blew my mind. I don't think of it as a Christmas movie, but that is the biggest grossing Christmas movie of all time. But I like where your mind was on this because that's the kind of thought process we're going to need. We're going to need this movie knowledge and this kind of willingness to just put yourself out there as we play our very special holiday edition of Screen Screen Test. Test. And to get us started today, we're going to have you spread some holiday cheer. So in our first game, we are going to give you a terrible film and you have to say one nice thing about it. Your movie is another more recent Christmas Day release. It doesn't matter if you've seen it. You have to give it a compliment. We're going to go down the line to get each of your answers. And your movie that you have to say something nice about is Cats. That's right. So think about it. What's something nice you can say about Cats? And not sarcastic nice. Really dig deep and give us a great compliment about the terrible film, Cats. Uh, All right. Contestant one, what's something nice about Cats? 
I think they did a really good job of representing a lot of different uh, types of cats, and they all looked really <laughs> nice together. <laughs> I love it. All right, contestant two, what's your compliment for cats? I thought it was so wonderful and absolutely so kind of them to not show us Taylor Swift shitting in her litter box. <laughs> Aww, the editing. <laughs> and contestant three, something nice about cats. Look, I think the most important thing when making any kind of art is just to really go for it, take a big swing. And I'm not sure there has been a bigger swing in the history of movies than cats. They, that guy tried to knock it out of the stadium, failed completely, <laughs> put it into the dirt, but tried. I like this. This is some very positive reinforcement for a movie that was much maligned. Amy, uh, as the show goes, we just picked the winner. Who gave the best compliment to Cats? You know, the the contestant who gave the compliment that I, that really means a lot to me because it is what I want to see more of in the world. It, it's not Cat Unity. Um, I do want to see Taylor Swift in Litter Box. I'm really touched by this idea of swinging for the fences. I'm going to give this to contestant three. All right. Well, that's great. And contestants, you are already off to a great start. And guess what? Your screen test has begun. You know, Amy and I love movies. We love movies so much that we created a movie game show for film fans with bigger, bolder ideas than the HMS Titanic. We get it, Amy. You love Titanic. But today we are going to put our contestants' talents to the test as they use their wits, think quick on their feet, and do things that they never thought they would do. Legal things. Well, it's audio, so we have a lot more leeway. Uh, this is essentially international waters, I think. Uh, contestants, we have three holiday-themed categories for you to choose from, and they are Frosty is Dead. Ho, ho, oh no. And finally, Go Elf Yourself. These are the categories. So, contestant three, you won that first round, which means you get to go first. But before we have you pick a category, let's get to know you. Uh, what's your name? What, what? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Hi, Amy. Uh, hi, other contestants. My name is Bill. Uh, I am a lawyer uh, just outside of Washington, D.C. I work for the Social Security Administration. Uh, and as you can see on video, which is not going to translate to the podcast, big Nats fan. <laughs> well, what can you tell us about, like, what's something that you know about Social Security that we should know about? I mean, is there anything that you would like to, like, let us in on? I mean, can you laminate a Social Security card? Is that in your jurisdiction? Would you get fined for that? So I would be immediately fired, yes, uh, if I did anything to a card other than uh, preserve it as well as I can. No, uh, I would honestly say it's just a super, super important program. It's a massive part of the federal budget, and that's for a very good reason. We take place, uh, we take care of like the sickest and, and weakest people in the country, and I'm very proud to do what I do. Now, do you think if there was a movie about you in your life, you would like to be played by that utmost civil service um, representative, Jimmy Stewart? Ooh. So, oh boy. Um, so I, I cannot do a Jimmy Stewart impression. I was about to just like launch into it and try. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, he's great. He's, he'd be wonderful. <laughs> All right. Now I'll ask you this. As a Nationals fan, I know a lot of politicians come to throw out the first pitch. Who was the worst? Who were you uh, embarrassed by? Who do people talk about there? Well, so he's not, oof. He's not so much a politician, but Fauci's first pitch was one oh, of no. the... 
most unfortunate things I've ever seen. No, he, uh, he, he almost hit himself in the foot. God bless the man, but not an athlete. Wait, I love that joke, though, that somebody said on Twitter that Fauci just wants to make sure that nobody catches anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is great. Uh, Bill, um, you have dibs. You got your points. So pick the category that you want. Uh, again, they are Frosty is dead. Ho, ho, oh, no. And go elf yourself. I'm going to go with ho, ho, oh, no. OK, great. This is a good one. All right. Ho, ho, oh, no. Well, let me introduce you to this category. You see, Santa never makes mistakes. However, the same cannot be said for those who come up with movie taglines. We are going to give you three taglines for the movie Bad Santa 2, the sequel, the very successful sequel. Uh, two of them are as real as diamonds, and one is a lump of coal that we made up. All right, so you're going to tell us which one is the fake tagline to Bad Santa 2. Here we go. Tagline one. Don't sit on his lap. Tagline two, giving the holidays another shot. In tagline three, this is not the same old BS. Oh, my God. They all sound so plausible for that terrible movie. <laughs> uh, um, I guarantee don't sit on his lap is real. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go, I think, with the third one. This is not the same BS. Yeah, it would be weird to have BS on a poster. I think your instinct is right, but your answer is wrong. That no. was a real one. <laughs> BS does not stand for anything naughty. I don't know what you guys are thinking of. It stands for bad Santa. Oh, dumb. <laughs> That's so dumb. All right, the the fake one, the one that we made up was don't sit on his lap, wow. which was the best one. It was the best one. Right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Bill, uh, who do you want to pass it to? Um, contestant two. All right. Great. Hello, contestant two. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, and, uh, you know, what's something interesting? Uh, well, my name is Amanda Valley. I live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, during the week, my day job is working at a small liberal arts college. And on the weekends, I am a benefit auctioneer. Um, oh, so I do fundraising for organizations that use auctions as their primary fundraising tool. So uh, right now we're doing all virtual like everything else. <laughs> so uh, it's been a really interesting transition. If you had told us this time last year, we would be doing all virtual galas. We would have been like, what are you talking about? And now that's all we're doing. Wait, do wow. you ever get things to auction that you're like, nobody wants this? 100%. <laughs> and sometimes, and you know what? A lot of the times I'm wrong. A lot of the times I'm like, oh, somebody did want this. More often than not, we'll get something that I'm like, everybody's going to want this. And then you don't get anything bid on it. Or you do, but it's not nearly as much as you think. So what it's was the, interesting. What, what was the one thing that no one wanted? Like, what do you remember what it was? I sure do. I sure do, Paul, <laughs> because it was so painful. It was a really nice trip to Iceland. What? Whoa. It was a really nice, and it was a live auction. It was not a virtual auction. So you're sitting there in a room full of people trying to auction off something that nobody wants. And you're like looking in each other, in their faces and you're oh, like, no, I, I think it had a lot to do with the location that we were in. We were not in um, a major metropolitan city with like an airport. So I think people, okay. I, that might have been a barrier on that. But it was like a beautiful trip. It had airfare and everything. And I was like, 
Okay. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, I, I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and think maybe you're just, you're, you're pitching things to people who are so cultured they've all already been to Iceland. I mean, that's a, that's a great point. That is a great point. So I, who knows? And it was before uh, it was before lockdown, so it wasn't like a travel thing either. I thought you were going to say it was before Eurovision. It was before Eurovision, so Which people had not really plumbed the depths of what it could be like to go to Iceland. I will say though, in that realm. I'd rather it be a trip that no one takes than like a person like win a date with so-and-so or get to Zoom with somebody because then oh it would be God. really uh, gut-wrenching. Like that to me, my biggest fear is when people are like, we're going to do a charity auction for a Zoom. Like, I know I don't want any part of that. I don't like I don't want it to be like twenty five dollars. I don't want it to be a no bid. I, yeah, I, I, Iceland will not be offended. So oh, that no, at least no. is good. Well, no. What if I just gave you twenty five dollars to hang out with you? All right. Well, I'll take it. I mean, look, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. So, Amanda, you have two categories left on the board. They are uh, go elf yourself or uh, Frosty is dead. This is a really tough choice, but um, I think I'm going to go with go elf yourself. Okay, great. This is a this is a good one. I like this a lot. Uh, We talk about that guy in the red suit a lot. But here at Screen Test, we value the working grunts. The elves make the world go round while the boss man gets all the applause. It is time for elf liberation. A serious elf drama, if you will. The Norma Ray and Aaron Brockovich of elf movies. This is a topic that we take very seriously here on Screen Test. So seriously as a gritty elf movie about an elf who just cannot take Santa's shit anymore. That's right. So we want to know... Uh, who should star in our Elf Liberation movie? We gave our listeners three options, and we asked them to vote for which actor they think is going to be a surefire Oscar nominee for playing a super serious elf. Your job is to rank their picks from the most popular to the least popular. So now this is what people voted on. So you have to kind of do a little bit of, you know, how did our listeners vote on this? The Elf contenders are Melissa McCarthy, Reese Witherspoon, and Margot Robbie. So uh, there was a pretty clean and clear distinction here between Melissa McCarthy, Reese Witherspoon, and Margot Robbie. Who did they want to see be our super serious elf? Now think about the populace, not who might be right, but who people want. Uh, When you're ready, we will take your answers. Dang, this is going to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. It is hard. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my gut. Okay. I'm going to say that Reese Witherspoon was the least popular. She was number three. Mm -hmm. That really, uh, Melissa McCarthy and Margot Robbie would both be amazing and totally different choices. Yes. So that's very, very difficult for me to choose between. I think I'm going to say Margot Robbie was our second choice and Melissa McCarthy was number one. Ooh, oh, you were so, so close. close. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> you were right out of the gate. Very correct. People did not want to see Reese Witherspoon in this movie. Only 17% of listeners voted for Reese Witherspoon as their super serious elf Oscar winner. But when it came to Melissa McCarthy and Margot Robbie, 
There was no question. Margot Robbie ran away with it. Half of our <sighs> listeners wanted Margot Robbie to be that. Those elf. sick freaks just want to see her in a Harley Quinn style <laughs> elf costume. I That's was telling you. That's all it is. I told you, man, you have to think about the populace. You couldn't go with the right choice. You had to think about what the internet said. But you know oh. what, Amy? She got one right, and she was very definitive about Reese Witherspoon. I think we should give her a point for that, right? I mean, for picking the last place person. What do you think? I oh, mean, oh, nope. it is Christmas. All right. We're going to give you we're going to give you one point. We're going to give you one point cuz you were so definitive in it that I feel like like you weren't wishy-washy. You were like I know that no one wants Reese. <laughs> I'll take um, it. I'll take my one point and I'll be very happy. All right, great. Well, now we are uh, we have a, a hotly contested tied game between Bill and Amanda, one and one. Uh we go to our uh final contestant. Uh hey, Tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your name? What do you do? Hey, uh, my name is Alex. I'm a high school teacher in Las Vegas, Nevada. I um, I don't. I you can see you can't see online, but at, behind me I have a ton of comic books and stuff like that. Spider Man is my favorite. If you can Ooh, notice, love that. Now wait, now what is hot in high school? I'm always kind of obsessed with like what the kids are into because I feel like by the time it gets to me they're already out of it like what do you what what like what are people talking about in high school right now it's a good question um they're very i don't know the election has been very popular uh, mm-hmm. as a topic of conversation our kids are very informed it seems like and um they're you know they always try to ask me if they can record tiktoks in my classroom and i say no this is a <laughs> this has been a tiktok free free zone you're you're not allowed to record any of those in our our room um, so it hasn't been as much of an issue uh, this year, but but yeah, in the past that was quite the quite the thing. Do cool teachers want to make TikToks to to get their students to think they're cool? I I don't really know. I my sister is in high school and she sends me TikToks all the time, and I I didn't really think I was that old. Um, I'm only I'm turning 28 in a couple of weeks, but you're young. I, I have no idea what's going on with that app. I can't keep up. I can't keep track of what what's going on. Um, it's 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 passed me over for sure. I Are, I personally don't know if I would have an interest in being them. I like watching them. It is actually kind of fun to watch the kids make them. Um, they do get very invested in it, which is actually kind of entertaining. They're putting a lot of time and effort in. You know, Alex. Yeah. I, I've always wanted to ask a teacher this. Um, obviously we're in a, a weird time uh, as far as COVID and things like that, but when it was normal, do you ever bump into your students like out and about, like at a <laughs> restaurant or in a movie theater? And, and what is it like? Do you have to, is it like a therapist patient relationship? Do you pretend like you don't see them? Do you hide away? Like what, what do you do? So I, I've got two stories that happened last year and last year was my first year teaching in Nevada. So it's kind of funny to run into kids two different times. Right. Um, one girl and her mom, I ran into in Costco and this okay. is a student that did not like me because I gave oh, no. her a bad grade on an assignment that she obviously cheated on it with somebody <gasps> and she was not, uh, she was not interested in, she was really upset that I gave her a zero for cheating and it was zero it hard was liner well it was i mean you would did. not have given amanda that point I mean, well <laughs> she didn't cheat that was the, yeah the, right yeah. <laughs> um, the other girl well. the other the the other student i actually saw uh sometime i forget when it came out but the new movie by uh shoot what is it called it's the german world war ii movie from last oh, year 1917 no um Oh, the other German movie? The other one. Uh, <laughs> Dunkirk. Dunkirk? 
<laughs> no, Jojo Rabbit. Last... Jojo Rabbit. No, apparently the third one. Oh my that I can't god! Remember. Um, <laughs> All right, so you you bumped into somebody. Yeah, I saw uh, her. Movie I there. saw her at at that at that showing at that uh, at that theater, and her parents were there, and it was pretty late. It was like one of the only showings of this movie at like seven thirty, and the movie's two and a half hours long, right. right? So it wasn't it wasn't till nine thirty, almost ten. I was kind of falling asleep, and I had to ask her um, later you know, what, how some of the parts, it was just kind of fun to have that interaction. And yes, it was a hidden life. I see Devin comment. Oh, that. Okay. that was it. I <laughs> was wow. Totally a hidden life. Really? I didn't even heard of that. All right. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, the gold movie club. Um, this is great. Alex, you have one category left. Uh, okay. so I will pick it for you, uh, which is frosty is dead. Um, and I hope you're good at staying ahead of your favorite flicks because we're going to give you a test on how well you can guess a movie twist. Or we're going to give you the setup of a real movie, and then you're going to have to tell us what happens next. Okay. Okay. So your movie, Alex, is Jack Frost. You know, and in Jack Frost, Michael Keaton stars as a harmonica player in a band called the Jack Frost Band. This is a real movie. He is so determined to be the next blues traveler that he misses his son's big hockey game. Now, to apologize, he promises to take his family on a Christmas vacation in the mountains, but on the way there, he crashes his car and dies. This is a very typical holiday film. But then here is the twist. After he dies, he is reincarnated as... A seven-inch pixie elf who serves as a Jiminy Cricket-like character to his son to help him prepare the perfect holiday without him. A snowman who teaches his kid how to fight only to traumatize him again when he melts. Or a ghost whose only way of communicating is through writing messages on frosted windows, which eventually include the lyrics of a song that John Popper and the Blues Traveler perform on Christmas Eve. What happens in Jack Frost? Does he become a pixie elf, a snowman, or a ghost that writes on windows? As entertaining as a pixie elf would be, I think... I vaguely remember this movie. I think it is the the ghost that writes on the windows. Okay, is that your final answer? I think that's my final answer, yeah. Sadly, you are wrong. He is a snowman. He's a snowman. (laughs) (laughs) He was right that he vaguely remembered it. (laughs) That is the best episode of How Did This Get Made. Thank you so much. Yeah, you got to check it out. It's a a good one. I'm glad that I I thought, oh, no, you might know this right away. But, uh, Amy, you have a little bit of a pleasant surprise here, don't you? Well, yeah, I I thought you guys might want to hear Michael Keaton play his harmonica in the movie Jack Frost. It, nobody looks excited, but that's fine. I'm excited, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It's that British guy playing the keyboard. Yeah, this is a this is a star this is a star vehicle for a lot of people. Uh, I think great for snowman culture across the world. <gasps> well, great round one contestants. That was. Hotly contested, hotly. That was a difficult. Were we mean? Was that like? Was that like biting into a gingerbread cookie that's just filled with chili pepper? <laughs> that was. That was a lot. But okay, right now on the board, we've got Bill with one point. We've got Amanda with one point, and we have Alex with zero points. But that is okay because just like in Hollywood, anything can happen. Oh, oh, Amy, tonight you'll be visited by three ghosts. Oh, no, it is a ghost. 
In life, I was your old partner, Paul Shear. In death, I'm still technically your partner, but I'm also here to haunt you. It's not even Christmas Eve. I know, I get that. I'm just really swamped. I mean, the holidays are nuts. I, you know, just, if I save all my spooking for the night before, it's a real, really big, it's a big mess, you know. I just don't like doing it. So, Ghost of Paul Shear, you came here just to haunt me? No, no, no. I also came here to play a spooky game. And I told you, I'm still your partner. Don't try to make too much sense of this character. Now, Amy, this game is a bit different than the others because whoever rattles my chains first and gives the correct answer gets the point. I like this as much as I like your robe of tormented souls. Oh, this old thing? Yes, I just got it from the Ghost of Christmas Future. Anyway, here it goes. I'm going to tell you all a spooky story of a movie actor who's been very bad. He or she was the star of a critically savage movie this year where their portrayal of a naughty villain was a slab of ham. Tell me who I'm describing and you'll get an extra point if you name both the star and the wicked character they played. Okay, contestants, you're trying to guess a derided movie villain from this year and the star who was majorly made fun of by Grinchy critics. That's what I said. Let us know as soon as you have it, because this is worth up to two points if you know both things, the star and the villain he played. Oh, Amy and contestants, it's so hard to see this beautiful man under all of his cigar smoke and bad latex. But no one cared who he was until he put on the mask. He probably should have hired H&R Block, but it's too late and his mind is slowly rotting away. Or is it? This bootlegger might have been pulling off the last big con because he was once the king of Chicago and now he's a jester. Oh, okay. Uh, Is it Tom Hardy playing uh, Capone? Ooh, that is correct. Oh, Two points. Good job. Doesn't that movie like begin and end with him having diarrhea? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it sets you up for what the movie is about. It really yeah. gets you. In. It's a real good bookend. I'm upset because I'm always on board for like making fun of Tom Hardy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think Tom Hardy's performance deserves a little bit more respect. I mean, did you know that nobody taped Al Capone's voice before he died in 1947? So there is no audio of Al Capone. And that means that when Tom Hardy played him, he had to invent a voice. Hmm. He based his voice off of Bugs Bunny. Wait, also Bugs Bunny was inspired by Clark Gable, uh, which we talked about in uh, It Happened One Night. So this is really interesting. Yeah, it means Al Capone is Bugs Bunny. He's wascally. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome to round two, everybody. Some of you seem like you're really cut out for this Hollywood world, and some of you have paper cuts on your tongue. Nevertheless, you're all promoted out of the mailroom and headed into middle management. All right, here in round two, it is time to flaunt your skills in the performance round. We have asked each contestant to tell us their secret talent. Singing, acting, or good old Hollywood fast-talking. Now, Alex, you have the least amount of points on the board, but we love an underdog, so you are up first. Dun-dun-dun! Your category is a fast-talking challenge that we call Don't Flake. Okay, so um, first I want to apologize to our favorite Australian movie stars, Paul Hogan, Jai Courtney, and Yahoo Sirius, who are celebrating their season during summer in the Southern Hemisphere. But where I grew up on the East Coast, the holidays have got to have snow. 
Paul, I accept your apology on behalf of George Miller, the Australian director who, thanks to Mad Max, is best known for Sandy movies. However, George Miller did get his digital snow on with the Antarctica cartoon Happy Feet, which you remember because Robin Williams plays a penguin who sings My Way in Spanish. What? You say se terminó nuestro amor divino. All right, this is great. And you know what, uh, Alex, you don't really need to know anything that we just mentioned because what we're going to do in this challenge is we're going to put a chill in your spine by giving you 30 seconds to name as many movies as you can think of in a category of our choice. And in honor of George Miller, that category is movies with snow. Okay, movies with snow. We'll put the timer on the clock here uh, and we'll and we'll keep track. Here we go. Movies with snow, go. Um, 1917, Frosty the Snowman, Ra- Rudolph the Reindeer. Um, man. Any movie. Hard- any, any movie, movie with snow. Uh, any movie with snow. Um, there's got to be snow in... Oh, man, I'm blanking. <laughs> <laughs> Movies with snow. Movies with any snow. Movie. Any movie. Any with... I'll give you a big one. This is a, one of the most oh, famous Christmas movies. It's a Christmas Wonderful movie. Life. Yes. Um, ooh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Any movie with snow, Lethal Weapon would be in there. Oh, or no, man. maybe not. There's a lot of movies with snow. I know. That really stumped you. Snow Dogs? <laughs> no, but Alex. Runnings. You, you gave it your best. You gave it your best. You named four movies. I'm going to give you half a point for each of those. That puts you... On the board with two hey. points. You're now in second cho- second place. Not, right. bad, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great. Um, Amy, who are we going to next? Let's let, let, let's let Alex decide. Are we going to go okay. to Amanda or Bill? Um, let's go to Amanda. We'll leave the hard hard round for Bill. He's got he's okay. Got yeah, over there. Knock him out. Okay, so all right, Amanda, your challenge is called "Who Let Rudolph Out," and it is a singing challenge. And now it's called Who Let Rudolph Out? Because as you know, it would not be the holidays without an invasion of deer, specifically eight reindeer and that radioactive misfit Rudolph. Yes. And this year, the stop motion Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer turns 51 years old. And we all know the song. It's been covered by everyone from Bing Crosby to Beyonce. It's a celebratory song that tells the story of a Christmas hero. But following a new Hollywood trend, we are going to reimagine this fun song and make it way more dark. Can you sing or recite the Rudolph song as if it was a eulogy at a funeral. Weeping is encouraged. The more somber, the better. You are going to tell us the tale of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. Amanda, take it away. You knew Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. And you knew Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but do you happen to recall our dearly departed most famous reindeer of all. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer He had a very shiny nose and if you ever saw it you would even say that it did used to glow All of the other reindeer they used to laugh and call him names they never, ever let poor Rudolph join in any 
reindeer games. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. That was uh, Amanda. By the way, keeping pace with that, that was a very up-tempo song that we we gave you on top of it. That no. was amazing. I mean, Amy, wow. That was impressive. I mean, not only were you very committed to the past tense verb usage, you put on a little bit of that southern preacher uh, yeah. vibe at the very beginning and then the the outrage in your voice when you said they used to call him names <laughs> i mean this was worth up to five points i think amanda gets all five. Oh, absolutely absolutely amanda taking a commanding lead here but don't worry uh things can still all shake out as we do our final performance challenge with uh bill now bill early on in the show you said that you didn't do impressions well amy uh Tough luck. What is it? Tough yeah. luck. Uh, because this challenge is an acting challenge, and it is called Total Deck the Hall. Now, as you know, Bill, Jingle All the Way is a classic. It's the movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger brings that Terminator tenacity to the hunt for a hard-to-find toy, the Turbo Man action figure. Where's your Christmas spirit? That's better. Now, there must be a turbo man around here somewhere. Oh, the last one just left. Um... Looks like he got Skynet confused with Sky Mall. Now, for your challenge, what we want you to do is your best Arnold Schwarzenegger impression, okay? And pretend you are in a toy store and you're talking to a clerk and you're trying to find this year's hottest toy, which is the child from The Mandalorian, or as everyone else calls him, Baby Yoda. But you can't use the term Baby or Yoda. You just... As Schwarzenegger needs to describe what this toy looks like, uh, and that's your job here. And convince us of your passion that you must have this toy no matter what. All right, so this is a this is a tough one. We can go in many different directions. All right, here we go. Take it away, Arnie. All right, you need to listen to me. It is small and it is green, and it hangs out with big metal man in spaceship. All right, it young. <laughs> Alien talk backwards, all right? And, uh, you know, my son loved the Mancochlorian, and he needs this toy. And without Mancochlorian, tiny green friend, Christmas will be ruined. <laughs> this is, by the way, I love it all. I love it all. The Mandalorian was amazing. That was, a good, that was good, you know what? And I, I feel like... You jumped right into the impression. You you took the challenge. I felt the passion. I felt that, you know, you didn't fall back on Baby Yoda. I feel like it was Schwarzenegger trying to describe something he's never seen, uh, just kind of heard of. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know, Amy. I feel like that's a it's a five points. I feel like definitely four. Do you want to put him over the edge and give him five? What do you think? I think, I think, I think at some points the accent wobbled. So <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give him four points. All right. Well, this is great. Uh, And I think that keeps it a little bit more competitive. So right now, let's do a recap of our scores. It is uh, Amanda right now with five points, Bill with seven, and Alex with two points. But get ready, because in the third round, any of you can win with a very big idea. Um, Amy, we've had some, this is a great group of people. This is like our first real um, contestants that we don't have any connection to. And you all are killing it. I mean, I'm still dying over the Rudolph song. That was absolutely amazing. 
Well, I feel very connected to all of them now already. I feel I feel connected. I feel this Christmas seasonal bond. I feel like everybody we're sharing emotional cider, no matter how far apart we are. And I got to say, you know, I think Alex may have fixed Jack Frost just a little bit by changing it up. I, I like uh, a ghost who writes on windows to give John <laughs> Popper uh, music. Yeah, and I like that Alex gave John Popper a job. That was really nice of him. I thought that was really <laughs> lovely. I mean, I'm just kind of flabbergasted by it, by all of the performances here. But I'm I'm knocked out. We've got some real winners. And and you know, look, I think that Bill, you know, started off strong coming in here. So I feel like everyone can kind of take it away here. And this is a big category. This is going to be the the most creative category that we have because here, um, it all comes down to this. Only one of the three of you will leave a winner. That's right. And here in Hollywood, the business is as cold as Krampus's frosty fur. And Amy's right. You're going to need a big idea if you want to stay on top in this biz. And this round is all about testing your movie-making prowess, right? We have spent a lot of time on Christmas in this episode, but now we're going to give you a real challenge. Here's your challenge. Can you pitch a blockbuster holiday movie? But this one will not be about Christmas. We want you to come up with the next big Hanukkah holiday blockbuster. We're going to give you five elements for a film, and you have got to create a 60-second pitch for the ultimate Hanukkah holiday movie. You're all going to have the same elements, but through the magic of audio engineering, you will be separated and will not hear each other's pitches. And also, we're separating you because the person with the most points, that is Bill, will have the most time to brainstorm. So, Bill, you have seven points. You're going to get two minutes on the clock to come up with your pitch. And then we are going to have Amanda. You're going to get one minute and 45 seconds to come up with your pitch. And Alex, you are going to get one minute and 30 seconds to come up with a pitch. Okay, Uh, so get a pencil. You're going to want to write this down. Here are your five elements. The star, Lakeith Stanfield. The problem, he's got to drive across country. The nemesis an angry squirrel, and a cameo by Barbara Streisand. All right, so it's a Hanukkah film with a Keith Stanfield who's got to drive across country. He is being thwarted by an angry squirrel and a cameo by Barbara Streisand. Okay, Bill, what's your pitch? All right, so this pitch is Lakeith stars as a notoriously heavy-footed retired Jewish race car driver, uh, driver who's notorious uh, for not taking the advice of his pit crew or his team manager. He has to race across the country uh, to be with his uh, family, including his uh, overbearing Jewish mother, played by Barbara Streisand, uh, for the holidays. <laughs> He's supposed to get there in 24 hours, but the trip actually takes him eight full days and nights as a recurring squirrel keeps appearing in the road, causing him to veer and almost cause accidents because he drives too fast. Now, Nicolese is eventually aided by a Jewish golem who he has to reconcile his nature with to allow to drive his car while he sits in the passenger seat calling the friends and family that he's bonded with over the years and recapturing his face. And the movie is called Feet of Clay. Oh! Whoa! Oh. Whoa! When you, when you mentioned the golem, I was like, wow, he could say Feet of Clay. And then you said Feet of Clay. Then you gave it the title. You wow. really, I, I mean, to tie together mythology, a, a golem films going back in Hollywood to the silent era, to, to bring everything together into a modern classic I'm impressed, Bill. I am very very impressed. impressed. But you know what? We can't be that impressed because we have a couple more people to come through Mm -hmm. here. And, you know, we're going to give you your answer in just a little bit. We're going to send you. uh, So if you could just wait outside for a second, we are going to bring in our next contestant. All right, Amanda, what's your pitch? 
All right, everybody, dust off your mezuzah because it's time for a fabulous <laughs> holiday romp starring Lakeith Stansfield in what we can only call a modern day planes, trains, and automobiles. This is a story of Lakeith. He's a young copywriter in, in, uh, in New York City. He works for a big ad agency where he meets a wonderful girl who has gone out to Orange County to go see her parents, but then COVID hits and she can't come back. She's stuck out there. And it's, it's time for Hanukkah and they want to meet the boyfriend. So Lakeith Sanfield has to get in his car and drive from New York City to Orange County to go and meet the parents of this girl. And then he is being stalked the entire time because at one point he stopped at a rest area in Durham, North Carolina, where a squirrel got into the car and started getting burrowing into his suitcase and is following him around and stalking him and popping up at the most inopportune times. The squirrel is played by a puppet. Oh, you got stopped with your time. Give us a title. Do you have a title? <laughs> uh, the title is Dreidel Days, D-A-Z-E, and Barbara <laughs> Streisand plays the mom. All right. I, I love it. Right under the wire. This was really good. It was a real adventure, more fleshed out than I even expected it to be. Mm -hmm. um, I really like this. Uh, we have uh, another person we have to meet before we decide on where we're going to finance this film. But we thank you for your time, Amanda. And uh, if you just give us one more second, we'll bring in our next contestant. All right. Here we go. Alex, tell us, what is your Hanukkah blockbuster about? Yeah. Uh, so Lakeith Stanfield is um, our star. He has got 12 days, the 12 days of Hanukkah to get home to meet his his new stepmother um, that his dad is is, you know, marrying. He um, he gets to the airport just in time to see a squirrel that throwing some some acorns around. They get lodged into the engines. His plane is down and he has to get he still has to get home. The other flight times don't work. So he has to rent a car. Um Guess who's the renting the car? Well, it's Barbara Streisand. She's the, she works at the rental studio, and she's talking about how she actually has to get on a flight tomorrow, the next day, to get uh, to get to her her new location where she's going for for the holidays. Um, and as he's driving, he keeps running into the same squirrel, popping his tires, cutting his brake lines, getting the oil out of his car. It's really every. Um, Every day up to the 12 days of Hanukkah, he gets ran into this squirrel every time. Um, eventually, he does make it there. And when he, he makes it there, um, who else opens the door but Barbara Streisand, his new stepmom. Wow. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I especially like that you added a couple days to Hanukkah in there. It can uh, always have more. It can always have more. <laughs> I mean, taking but, that in, Alex, you, you came up with a, a horror film. I mean, that's basically yeah. like Final Destination. I love well, it. You know, like Keith Stanfield says bread and butter is these weird, like, visceral yeah. like, uh, horror films, right? <laughs> this is great. You all did an amazing job at pitching a great Hanukkah blockbuster. I mean, Amy, I, I feel like, again, this has been a, a like, we're an embarrassment of riches here. Um, no, it's you, really tough. I yeah. mean, I honestly, like, I really, I love a lot of Amanda's pitch because I think Amanda made like a, a, a real box office contender, romantic comedy pitch that yes. I can see 
having a lot of legs. Like, I just think I can see that like immediately going into theaters if theaters exist. I I appreciate <laughs> that she tied in, you know, the current state of affairs. I do wonder if that will make the film date a little bit faster. Okay. Like if in two sure. years we won't want to see like mm-hmm. a Hanukkah film that touches on COVID, but maybe not. Maybe it, maybe that makes it even better that people want to revisit it in decades from now and say, what like was it like? Yeah. What was it like? <laughs> I like that. And like we just talked about Alex's, you know, it's a little bit of a horror film. It's a little different than what we would thought. Like a, it's a horror Hanukkah combo, which I think we haven't really seen that much. You know, Black Christmas, of course. And, you know, I think there's like a, a vampire hunting Christmas movie. But I, I have to say, Amy, as far as I'm concerned, I think the the winner of today's challenge goes down to the person who brought the golem in about a race car driver, feet of clay. Bill, you are our our winner. I'm the king of the world! That pitch blew us away. It's really going to get a lot of support. Uh, and, and you know what? Because you won, you're going to get an amazing, ultra-really cool branded uh, screen test clicky pen. Amy... Yeah, can you give them the click how it sounds? It's like something like this, yeah, right? It's like it it sounds like a click. It sounds like a yeah. click. But you know what? Amanda and Alex, we love you too. You're also getting pens. Pens Yay! for everybody. Yay! It's the holidays. Go team. <laughs> uh, you are all so fantastic. Thank you so much for being here. Screen Test is an Earwolf production in association with Unspooled, hosted by Amy Nicholson and Paul Shear, produced by Amy Nicholson, Paul Shear, Devin Bryant, Molly Reynolds, and Josh Richman. Our theme song and noises were lovingly designed by Devin Bryant. And thank you to our contestants, Alex, Amanda, and Bill. And thank you to all of you for listening on such a premium. And if you are ready for your close-up and want to be a contestant on Screen Test, send us a short video telling us who your favorite child from cinema is and what holiday gift would you give them to unspooledpod at gmail.com. We also have a community on the Geneva chat app where you can talk with other unspooled listeners and submit yourself to be a contestant on the show. We'll see you next time for your screen test. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.